Thanks for tuning into the Song Lines and Tan Lines podcast with Anthony Renfro. Those returning, thank you. Those new to this podcast, welcome. Now let's pull up the anchor and set sail. Key West. Well, time to head back to the island one more time. I thought after doing my third Key West episode that I had wrung this topic dry. Wrung it out like a sponge. But then Jimmy decided to do not two, but four concerts in Key West. And I received an email about experiences in Key West from a listener of this podcast. I thought, since I want to dive into the email and Buffett's set list from his Key West shows, why not just make another Key West episode? How about it? You guys ready for it? Yeah, I know. Thank you over there. I know you're really happy for it, aren't you? Yeah, you don't frown. It's another episode. It, it, just one episode. Be happy about it, okay? Jeez, there's always one person in every crowd, right? All right, so here we are, and here we go. This email I received is from Tommy. Thanks for reaching out. Tommy says in his email, The conch train came highly recommended. I believe I heard, read, an interview with Jimmy Buffett that said the best way to see the island was to see it from the conch train. I was able to get a lot of insight on different areas of the island. And I do regret not taking the conch train with my wife at least once. We should have taken the time for that. It could have been a fun experience. Tommy goes on to say, I checked out the southernmost point, the lighthouse, Blue Heaven, the cemetery, Mallory Square, Hog's Breath, Sloppy Joe's, Captain Tony's, and so much more. I was surprised here you didn't go down to Fausto's for some chocolate milk with a smiley face after that. My first night ever on the island, I walked to Margaritaville and had myself a cheeseburger in paradise and land shark. It wasn't the best meal I ever had in my life, but it just felt right. I saw the boat drunks there a few nights. I saw Hugo Durate play Hog's Breath Saloon, and I agree with Tommy. Same with the conch fritters I had. Not the best food, but it just felt right to do that at the Margaritaville Cafe. And I have a Margaritaville there as well. Did I just say Margaritaville? You can't drink a Margaritaville. Yeah, I know that. I know that. Don't call me out on that. What I meant to say was to have a Margaritaville. I did it again. Let me do this one more time. I might just leave that in. What I meant to say was to have a Margarita there as well. And this next part of the email is really cool. Tommy says, a few years later, I was fortunate to raise a glass in Captain Tony's the night he passed. I went back to read the words on that dingy wall. I think you guys might know the lyrics to that song he's referencing there. And that's a great memory to have. I bet Captain Tony was a character and one that would have been fun to sit down with and share a drink or two. I bet he had some tales to tell. Tommy also said, I've both driven and flown to and from the island. I enjoyed the drive with pit stops along the way. Howard Livingston lives at mile marker 24, so he sings the bars that are worthy of the stop. And I have featured Howard Livingston and his band a few times on the podcast. Really like their music. One of my favorites in the trop rock world. And Tommy also gave me his Buffett origin story. Here's part of what he said. My Buffett origin story goes something like this. In 1996, 
Jimmy Buffett played Schoolboy Heart on TV to promote the newly released Banana Wind album. That song really resonated with me, so I went out the very next day to buy the CD. The CD was on repeat that whole summer in my car. A girl I was dating at the time bought tickets to see Jimmy play Nissan Pavilion later that summer. There was something about the atmosphere, or maybe it be my first concert, that really had an impact on me, but it's hard to say exactly what sealed the deal for me. In Jimmy's own lyrics, it was my first look, baby, that's all it took. I also have fond memories of Banana Wind. I bought that CD when I was living in Florida, Tampa, Florida to be exact, and broke in the new Jimmy album by cruising through a tropical background. It really helped to set the scene, and I was driving a pickup truck at the time too. It wasn't as bad as Jimmy's $100 pickup truck, but nice symmetry there, right? Is that the right word? I think it is. Anyways, here is a song from Banana Wind, an album that I think I've only covered two songs from. That's a shame. It's a great album from start to finish. And this song is called Schoolboy Heart. Obviously, right? Of course I'd play this one since I just talked about it, right? Yeah, okay, let's go. Let's get into it. Let's go. It's been played live 228 times. Solid running concert. First time in 1996 and last time played live in 2019. And Tommy also gave me his concert stats. How many times he's seen Jimmy live and they are really impressive. Here's what he said. He, meaning Jimmy Buffett, used to play back-to-back nights locally before he began with the Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday schedule. I'd say I've been somewhere between 20 to 30 Jimmy shows. I've seen him play Meriwether Post Pavilion and Jeffy Lube live quite a few times, a handful in Atlantic City, and on this day show summer concert series, and once in Uncasville, Uncasville, Connecticut. I'm not sure how to say that word. U-N-C-A-S-V-I-L-L-E. Uncasville, Connecticut. Anybody in Connecticut knows how to say that, let me know. Camden, New Jersey, Baltimore, Maryland, and at Madison Square Garden in New York City. That makes my nine concerts seem a bit small. And like I told Tommy, there's no reason for me not to have seen Jimmy a lot more. He comes to the Raleigh area often. I certainly have my chance, but for some reason, his concerts, like many other concerts, have just passed me by throughout the years. I honestly don't like crowds, and I don't like tight spaces, so maybe there's something to that that keeps me from going to too many shows. I also am a creature of routines and habits, and I don't like to break those very much. Once I set a routine, I can get pretty dull. So who knows the reason why I haven't gone to too many shows. I've certainly had my chances since becoming a fan in the early 90s. Thanks, Tommy, for reaching out to me. And if you have a Key West story or a Buffett origin story, please send me an email 
songlinesandtanlines at gmail.com. Now, let's dive into those Jimmy Buffett Key West shows. His first show, this one was at the Key West Theater. Here's the set list. Everybody's talking, the great filling station holdup, Midnight Rider, that's a question mark for me. I'm not sure why he did Midnight Rider. Maybe the Almond Brothers spent some time in Key West and that's why he did it. Not sure about that. My Lovely Lady, I Have Found Me a Home, Railroad Lady, a personal favorite, Peanut Butter Conspiracy, Grapefruit Juicy Fruit, He Went to Paris, Cuban Crime of Passion, They Don't Dance Like Carmen No More, Why Don't We Get Drunk and Screw, Death of an Unpopular Poet, There Was an Intermission, Changes in Latitudes, Changes in Attitudes, Pencil Thin Mustache, Knees of My Heart, It's 5 o'clock somewhere in Key West, Florida, He Played That Song, not sure why, when there's a lot of other Key West songs he should have been playing. Moving on, come Monday, Son of a Son of a Sailor, Last Mango in Paris, Volcano, A Pirate Looks at 40, Margaritaville, Nautical Wheelers, and Ten Cup Chalice. And both of those were Jimmy solo. So that means it was just Jimmy and an acoustic guitar on the stage. My God, I would have loved to have seen that. That had been so cool. It's a great set, great song choices. But Jimmy did another show at this same theater, and here's that set list. Everybody's Talking, Pencil Thin Mustache, Jolly Mon Sing, Son of a Son of a Sailor, It's Five O'Clock Somewhere, Going Earlier in the Set This Time, Grapefruit Juicy Fruit, I Have Found Me a Home, Here's a Good One, My Head Hurts, My Feet Stink, and I Don't Love Jesus. You gotta play that one, because you got the old Faustos thing in there, Havana Daydreaming. 90 Miles from Cuba, gotta play that one too. Growing Older But Not Up, One Particular Harbor, There Was an Intermission, Changes in Latitudes, Changes in Attitudes, He Went to Paris, Woman Going Crazy on Caroline Street, what would have been really cool if Jimmy would have done an acoustic performance standing on Caroline Street with this song, that would have been pretty cool to see. He did Knees of My Heart, Nice Deep Cut, They Don't Dance Like Carmen No More, Fins, Volcano, Trying to Reason with Hurricane Season, Ten Cup Chalice, Back Where I Come From. That was probably Mac McAnally. I think he does that song to give Jimmy a break. Last Mango in Paris. A Pirate Looks at 40. Margaritaville, Southern Cross. Nice to see that one. Come Monday, closed that set. And it was another great set and another great show and another show that I wish I could have seen. I was in Key West almost two months to the day of the first theater show. If he would have done this in December, my wife and I, we might have had some issues because I would have tried to go to that show. Any of those shows if I was down there. Sorry, honey, I love you, but Buffett and Key West, that's a bucket list trip right there in itself. And after the Key West theater shows, he moved his entourage over to the Coffee Butler Amphitheater, which I walked past several times when I was there. And I heard that uh, Doyle Grisham and Tina, I think Gullickson, hope I'm getting that right, um, were not at the show because they couldn't fit on the stage. So kind of gives you an idea how small that stage was. That's what I heard. Don't know if it's true, but I heard that. Here's the set list from the first show at the amphitheater. Migration. That's a nice, deep cut. Like starting to show off with that one. 
fins, pencil-thin mustache, grapefruit, juicy fruit, jolly monsing, volcano, son of a son of a sailor. It's five o'clock somewhere, of course. Come Monday, cheeseburger in paradise, growing older but not up, woman going crazy on Caroline Street, little Martha, which I think this was the first appearance in Key West. I think it's more like an instrumental acoustic number. I think it's an old Almond Brothers song, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Havana Daydreaming, Changes in Latitudes, Changes in Attitudes. Last Mango in Paris, he went to Paris. Nice little back-to-back Paris set there. One particular harbor, a pirate looks at 40. Back where I come from once again, Margaritaville. Then he had the encore, the band intros. Then he did Southern Cross, Nautical Wheelers, and Tin Cup Chalice. Another great set list. He was really digging deep in the treasure chest for some of these, and Nautical Wheelers was fun to see getting played live again. I thought I would give that one a brief nod. Here it is. Always liked that one, and I always felt like it could have been a part of the Big Eight. Kind of surprised me it wasn't, and it only had a chance to shine 42 times in concert. First time in 1974, and of course, last time played live in 2023. I wonder if this song will become a regular on tour, or is it only going to be in the Key West shows? Not sure, but I would love to see it return to the set. And the last set list, hope you guys are hanging in there. I know it's a lot of words and a lot of songs, but I want to dive into each one of them because it seems kind of special to me. This is the last show in Key West for now. I do think when Buffett retires, he should throw a gigantic parrot head party in Key West and play this amphitheater about 20 times over for about five straight weeks just to give every parrot head a chance to get down there and see it at least once. That's what I think. If you ever hear this thing, Jimmy, please don't get mad that I played your music. And two, let's have a party in Key West when you retire. Does that sound good? All right. Anyways, this is the way the set goes. He opened with Why Don't We Get Drunk and Screwed. That is a rowdy song to open a concert with. Changes in Latitudes, Changes in Attitudes came next. Pencil Thin Mustache, Fins, got kind of an early drop. Grapefruit Juicy Fruit, Growing Older But Not Up. Volcano. Son of a Son of a Sailor, It's Five O'Clock Somewhere. That's funny, that song was at the end at one of the shows, it seems like, but then it was towards the front at the rest of them. I'm not sure why he moved it around. Come Monday was next, Cheeseburger in Paradise, Trying to Reason with Hurricane Season, Coconut Telegraph, There's Little Martha again, Max Little Time to Shine. And I've heard some people talking about that maybe they should drop Little Martha, that maybe it's getting a little tired in concert. So there's that floating around out there. Jimmy went on to play I Have Found Me a Home. Woman Going Crazy on Caroline Street. He went to Paris. Cuban Crime of Passion. One particular harbor. A Pirate Looks at 40. Back Where I Come From once again. And Margaritaville. Right before the encore and the band intros. And he closed the show with Last Mango in Paris. 
And of course, 10 Cup Chalice, because I know he wrote 10 Cup Chalice all about seeing that sunset at Mallory Square for the first time. So it kind of makes sense that he would close his final night, his final set, his final show with that song. And like I said in my notes, it's another great set and some more deep, deep cuts. I hope you enjoyed diving into these sets. I know it's a lot, like I said before, but I just want to put them out there in case you haven't had a chance to look into them like I have. Amazing to see what he dusted off while performing all four shows. Goes to prove he doesn't need to play certain songs so many times. And I'm not picking on it's five o'clock somewhere. I'm really not. I just don't think it needs to be at every show. I get why he does it. It was a huge song for him in his career. I get it. But I don't know. They just feel like it could be another Key West song. He could have slipped in there instead of that one a few times. Anyways, like I said in my notes, he can still crank out the classics when he wants to. So maybe he'll crank out some more classics on tour this year. And maybe I'll get a chance to see him for my 10th time this year. And here's a quick sidebar. Do you know who Coffee Butler is? The reason why the amphitheater was named for him? Here's a bit about him from the W. USF News website. It states, He excelled at baseball, too, well enough to go pro after serving in the Army during the Korean War. He returned home, married, and started playing at local spots like the Hukalaya. I don't know where that is, but if you do, let me know. And he'd play for weddings and funerals in the island's black community. He would not charge a dime. He would just go around spending his time helping people in the community. His son, Dennis Butler, said. His father was also an avid fisherman, he said. We'd go out there and do some conking and catch fish. I remember him as a real good father. He taught us some good values. He taught us all about the island, Dennis Butler said. Coffee Butler had offers to go play bigger venues out of town, but he turned them down. He loved Key West so much. He wouldn't leave Key West, his son said. Clayton Lopez, a cousin, said he heard a slightly different version of the story. He loved Key West more and, well, the stories I heard growing up is he loved his wife more, Lopez said. One of his signature songs was The Beautiful Isle of Key West, written by another Key West musical icon, Ellen Wilters Sanchez, who was also Butler's music teacher. In 2020, the city of Key West named its new waterfront amphitheater for him. Nice to learn all that and to put a bit of backstory to the man who has his name on the amphitheater in Key West. And another quick sidebar, I'm going to include a bunch of links from YouTube concerning Key West in the show notes. Some are from Jimmy's shows down there. One's a link to this article I just read from. A couple are some channels of interest. And there will be a link to that Coffee Butler song, The Beautiful Isle of Key West. If you have the time, I encourage you to check all of them out. Let me drop anchor here and close out the episode. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And if you do enjoy what I do here, don't forget to rate and review this podcast once you finish the episode. And if you need to drop me a line on the Coconut Telegraph, you can find out how to do that in the show notes. And if you're at any of the Buffett shows, please, 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 I can't say that enough. Reach out to me at songlinesandtanlines at gmail.com. I would love to see your photos, your videos, 
and hear your thoughts about what it was like to see Jimmy live in that magical island town. And did you see Jimmy in that magical island town? I saw a post on Instagram of a lady who took a picture with Jimmy. He was just walking down the street. And for some reason, she managed to talk to him and get a picture of him. I don't know if he wanted to be known like that or not, but there's a picture. And it's obvious he was standing on the street corner all by himself. It looked like no entourage or nothing. So that's pretty cool. So if you have stuff like that too, I would love to see that or hear some stories. Maybe you hung out with him while he was in Key West. That'd be cool to hear too. Take care. Thanks for listening and have a great week.